Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. This week, we have a big, and I mean big, update on (laughs) mandatory climate reporting here in the U.S., as well as some updates from the EU Commission. We also have an update from the IASB, and they recently published proposed narrow scope amendments of various IFRS standards and accompanying guidance as part of their period maintenance of their accounting standards. And we will wrap things up with the SEC's newest proposed rule on improvements to Edgar Filer access and account management. Adam, start us off by telling our listeners about California's newest bill that passed relating to required sustainability disclosures. Yeah, it's a big one here. So the state of California isn't waiting around for the SEC to bring the mandatory climate reporting requirements here in the U.S. In a significant move for environmental transparency, California's lawmakers have approved two landmark bills, Senate Bill 253 and Senate Bill 261, requiring certain U.S. companies, both public and private, to disclose their complete greenhouse gas emissions across their value chains. That's right, scopes 1, 2, and 3, as well as disclosures on climate-related risks. The bills now await the governor's signature, which he committed to signing this past Sunday. SB 253 mandates companies with global revenues exceeding $1 billion operating in California to annually report emissions across all three scopes. These three scopes include direct emissions, so your scope one, emissions tied to electricity use, your scope two, and then finally your indirect emissions like the 15 categories outlined in the GHG protocol, so your scope three emissions. Reporting obligations under SB 253 start in 2026 for scope one and two emissions, and then 2027 for scope three emissions adhering to the greenhouse gas protocol standards. The bill also requires third-party assurance for emissions reporting, starting with limited assurance in 2026 for scope one and two emissions, and then moving to stronger assurance levels by 2030. This development aligns with the SEC's ongoing work on climate disclosure rules for U.S. companies. However, the California legislation goes beyond the SEC's proposal covering all large companies, not just the public ones, including all scope three emissions. Yeah, and the other climate bill, Senate Bill 261, mandates reporting on climate-related financial risks, including the measures a company has adopted to reduce or adapt to such risks aligned with the TCFD framework. This would apply to companies doing business in the state with revenues at a little bit lower threshold, so those exceeding $500 million. Unlike Senate Bill 253, these disclosures do not require an assurance component and would be furnished publicly on a company's website. And while the SEC's efforts face opposition and potential adjustments to their final rule, which we still expect next month, the California bills could ensure widespread emission disclosure applying to most large U.S. companies operating in the state. Staying on the topic of sustainability, the EU Commission has initiated a consultation to enhance sustainable financial disclosure practices, particularly focusing on Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, SFDR. 
This regulation dictates how financial market participants like asset managers communicate sustainability information to investors. It includes varying disclosure requirements for sustainability-focused investment funds, such as Article 8 funds promoting environmental or social characteristics, and Article 9 funds with the sustainable investments as their objective. The consultation seeks feedback on whether sustainability-related disclosure requirements should apply to all financial products in the EU, even those not making sustainability claims. It aims to prevent greenwashing and improve transparency, enabling investors to access sustainability performance across all products. Questions in the consultation cover topics like taxonomy-related disclosures, engagement strategies, exclusions, and the use of ESG-related information in the investment process. Additionally, the consultation explores the possibility of refining the EU-level product categorization system for sustainable financial products beyond their current Article 8 and 9 categories. The deadline for participating in this consultation is December 15th. Continuing on the international front, the IASB has just announced some proposed changes to IFRS accounting standards. These changes are part of their routine maintenance of these standards and are aimed at improving clarity and addressing minor unintended issues within the regulations. These proposed amendments, bundled together in one document, are detailed in the exposure draft titled Annual Improvements to IFRS Accounting Standards, Volume 11. Check it out. It's important to note that these amendments are intended to clarify language within the standards and correct relatively minor issues or conflicts between requirements. If you're interested in providing feedback on these proposed changes, the comment letter period is open until December 11th. Love those targeted improvements. So closing us out for this week is a new proposed rule coming from the SEC. The proposed rule and form amendments are aimed at enhancing filer access to and management of accounts on the SEC's EDGAR system. The proposed changes would necessitate EDGAR filers to designate authorized individuals responsible for managing their EDGAR accounts. Furthermore, individuals representing filers on EDGAR would require their own account credentials for accessing EDGAR accounts and making submissions. If approved, the SEC will make technical modifications to EDGAR, including providing application programming interfaces for machine-to-machine submissions and retrieval of filing information. In addition to these proposals, the SEC will introduce a beta software environment for filer testing and feedback, reflecting the rule and form amendments and related technical alterations starting on September 18th. Interested parties can find more details and sign up for beta testing on the Edgar Next Filer Access and Account Management page on sec.gov. The proposed amendments will reinforce login protocols. Additionally, the SEC's Edgar Business Office plans to launch a beta version of a new Edgar user interface featuring optional APIs to enhance how filers access Edgar, retrieve information, and submit bulk filings. The proposing release will be published in the Federal Register, and the public will have 60 days from that date to provide comments on these proposed changes. There you have it. And that rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. 
Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.